Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. One of my goals with this podcast is to give you tools that you can use this weekend or at your next trial. You know, theory's helpful, but sometimes we just need like actual tactics, right? So this week I'm tackling what we can do about the sometimes toxic people, we'll call them, that we encounter while... Um, you know, protecting our necessary bubble around ourselves and our dogs. So what do I mean? Okay, first of all, what is a bubble? What do I mean by bubble? So for me, I sort of picture that my dogs and I are protected by a bubble. And um, sometimes you can use this as a visualization. I know I have. You can give it a color. At times, mine has been pink and sparkly. Um, And I'm not even a pink person, per se. But um, I don't know. That's just what comes to mind. And it's basically this like protective little sphere that my dogs and I operate in. And the people on the outside stay on the outside. And you need like the special like gold leaf invitation to get invited into inside that bubble. Um, And I think that's true of friendships and it's true of a whole bunch of things. But when I talk about your bubble, that's really what I'm talking about is what is the environment in which you manage what gets in and what stays out. And I like thinking of the bubble as doing some of the work for me, like it's this physical structure that keeps people out on my behalf, even if I'm not actively thinking about it. Okay, so Again, you have to make this metaphor your own. Obviously, it's something that works for me. You can, um, you know, the other things, you know, I've seen is like, you know, like one woman cuffs and you're like protected or, you know, just something that gives you that sense of like, no, what's in is in and good energy and what's out is not mine to worry about. All right. And then, so when we talk about, at least in the, for the sake of this conversation, when we talk about what's toxic it totally depends on your personal definition, right? It's it's what's toxic to you, right? Something might be toxic to you that's not toxic to me. And by that, I basically mean like bad energy. You know, what's not good for you is not good for you. This is not debatable, right? Don't let anybody talk you into being like, oh, that's nothing. No, if it's something to you, it's something, all right? So this could be anything from, you know, there's that, that person who's always just a that negative energy, um, you know, like those those characters from cartoons that always had like the cloud around them, right? They were just like walking negativity. Um, and it can be all the way to, like if you picture it as a continuum, the, all the way to the other end, which would be someone who's like actively, you know, taking actions against you in some way, right? I mean, that would be the extreme end. And I hope none of you find yourselves there, but it's everything in between, okay? So, We know about kind of of those other people or those people we would put in some sort of negative box. Again, anywhere on that continuum that they may fall and that may change on any given day too, um, but we can't do anything about them. 
I can't change them, right? I can't change how they feel. I can't even change how they feel about me necessarily, right? Um, They are who they are. So my focus, your focus, our focus needs to be on ourselves, all right? So um, that's what this is about, right? That's what this conversation is going to be about. This topic of toxic people comes up a whole bunch in my coaching sessions because the dog world is weird. (laughs) And you didn't already know that. Um, But, you know, we often feel as though we're put in a position at a show, a trial, a test, whatever whatever you're going to, whatever is your event, where we have to have a relationship with people we would otherwise avoid, right? You go to a breed specialty, for instance, and there's people you only maybe see once a year, but you got to play nice, right? Because the dog world is one of those, quote, small worlds where everybody knows everybody and you, you don't even, you just feel pressure that you need to like get along with everyone. You might not have to like everyone, of course, but you feel like you have to like play nice or at least not Um, rattle somebody's chains or again, whatever else in between, right? And it's so weird, right? I mean, in, in, in life, right? If you were like out for drinks or whatever at your favorite bar or restaurant and you met someone and they just didn't spark a connection, you'd be like, oh, that was, that was a nice person, but not a connection, move on. Um, but it, it feels like sometimes we are in these environments where we, again, have to be, quote, friends or friendly with people we otherwise wouldn't have a connection with, right? And in work, in corporate environments, um, we often figure out how to do this, right? We, but we're, we're sort of held by some standards that have like office operating procedures, right? Like you can't call people names in public or um, Sarah, you can't blog about her. Like that's not nice. Whereas those things don't exist in the dog world, right? It's kind of a free for all. And of course, social makes it worse. And because people can say whatever they want on social, it's their page. They can say what they want, right? And so it all can get really messy, And if you're new to dog sports, I'm not trying to talk you out of it, right? Um, But, and I'm not really trying to make the problem seem worse or more dramatic than it already is, but I'm just trying to throw out a lot of examples because maybe there's something here that you connect with, right? But at the end of the day, the thing I remind myself of is this. My responsibility is to my dogs, right? Sure, I can use them as an excuse, sometimes in a good way, to extricate myself from a situation. Um, Like, oh, sorry, you know, I gotta go walk on my dogs. I gotta go check on my dogs, you know. Um, Fifi wasn't feeling well this morning. Let me go check on her, right? So they're also a great excuse that you should use if you need one. Um, But the bottom line is, I come to a show to show my dogs, right? That's why I'm there. That is my core reason. I did not spend the money to put myself in positions with people um, that I don't want to hang out with, right? I'm there to show my dogs. And there's a lot that goes into that, right? That's really what my whole podcast is about, right? Creating a mindset that allows us to perform at our best. So, but these environments that we go to are, are real environments, right? And we need to figure out how to navigate them so that we preserve our mindsets and we can perform at our best, right? So the whole this isn't out of context to have to have this conversation, right? Sometimes other people get in our heads, right? 
we might allow that in certain ways, but some people are pretty forceful. Some people are even bordering on being bullies, you know, you know, I mean, there's, there's every kind of person just like is in life. There's every kind of person. So our responsibility, if it's to our mindset and it's to our dogs and it's to, you know, putting forth the best both performance, but also just the best experience for our dogs, then we have a responsibility to manage some of this, you know, again, toxicity, which hopefully is too strong of a word for you, um, but it might not be. Um, And so we got to figure that out. Okay, so I am going to give you a few strategies and tools. Actually, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of them. (laughs) And you're going to pick and choose which ones work for you. Um, But first, I'm going to pause for a brief promo, because that's how podcasters do. Hang on. Hey there, just a brief break so I can let you know about a product that I personally use for my dogs, Summit Joint Performance. I've been using it for about a year on my older dog, Indy, and then last fall, I added my younger dogs as maintenance. Here's why I love it. It's a one ingredient. It's chondroitin for sulfate. That's it. It's clean, 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 and it's safe to use with whatever you're already using, whatever other supplements for joints or anything else that you're using. My personal experience has been that it slays inflammation. So if you are dealing with inflammation or even think you are, I think you're really going to love it. Finally, I one of the things that put me over the edge is I watched the horse people, which that's my background or when I was a kid, and they had such great results with it. And that helped me really lean in, right? The Olympic level Grand Prix horses, you know, Grand Prix riders are all using it. And so it was one of the things that really sort of validated it for me before I started using it myself. And of course, came up with my own personal validations, right? So it's one of those things. I liked it so much that I wanted to sell it. <laughs> so I am a, a, um, a reseller of it and official reseller. And so the link is in my show notes or you can PM me at the Q Coach on Instagram and Facebook and I will get you started with Summit. I really like it. Give it a try. All right, we're back. So I'm going to go through a few strategies that you can employ as you need them. I expect you to pick and choose as the case fits. Um, Some are going to feel ridiculous. Some are going to be like, ooh, that would work for me. Um, So revisit this podcast whenever you need like a refresher or whenever you kind of need the list again because you're either ready for more or ready to try something different. Okay. All right. The first thing I'm going to say is protect your rituals. All right. By rituals, I mean the habits, the routines, the things that you do, whether it's in the morning from the time you get up until the time you are on the line, okay, the time you walk into the ring. And um, their habits, their rituals, there are things that are important to you, there's things that you always do. I have very specific routine, for instance, at agility. I get, you know, in the morning, I make a my little hot beverage. I take a protein shake with me. I drive to the show. You know, everybody's been fed. I drive. I, when I get to the, the show, I go in myself, 
leave the dogs in the car, leave everything in the car, check out the situation, right? Where are the dogs? Where, you know, are we crating inside? Are we not? Blah, 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 blah. You know, and then I go, once I'm organized and calm and probably have gone to the potty, um, then I take my dogs out for a long walk. And then if I can, and COVID is making this a little different, um, I take them into where they'll be competing so that they can see it. And then I take them back out to the car to chill. And then before I run, I will run with headphones or I mean, I'm sorry, walk the course with headphones and it helps me get in a zone. And I will tell you, I listen to the same song over and over again, sometimes for years <laughs> while I'm walking the course. Okay. And it's just a way to like focus. It has to do with like a good rhythm of the, um, like the song has to have all these requirements, right? It has to be upbeat, but have a good rhythm for walking. It has to be something that is a little bit earwormy. It'll get stuck in my head because it helps me drown out everything else. And I wear a baseball hat and I pull it down on my face and I focus and blah, 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 right? And the rituals go on. But these are things that have become very important to me over the years and are very grounding. So if someone else tries to interrupt that, even a friend, you know, it's easier to say to their friend, hey, I got to go do my thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course, go. But if it's someone else who's sort of interrupting me, I need to remember that these rituals are part of me getting my dogs ready, getting me grounded, setting us in the moment and setting us up for a good performance. Okay, so protect your rituals. The next one is, is take in only good energy content. And my content, it can be everything from the news, right? I mean, I've, I've completely stopped reading the news before bed, right? I think that's personally bad energy. I also don't really read the news before I run. And a lot of times I'll leave my phone even in the car. Um, if I'm, you know, the, depending on the setup and all of that, um, because I don't want to read a work email. I don't want to, um, you know, make open Facebook and see something I don't want to see. Um, so you really need to think about what you are ingesting, I will say, and that it goes beyond the people at the trial and it extends to everything. You know, are you, you know, I mean, I remember when I used to run on Fridays and I'd still be checking email. I mean, sometimes, you know, my work email could put me in a really bad mood. Well, how is that helping my performance, right? Answer, spoiler alert, it's not, right? Okay, so take in only good energy content. Um, there, I have a couple exercises that you can think about. One is this concept of, a chuck it exercise. So you guys all know what a chuck it is, right? And, and I'm borrowing this from um, one of my dear clients. And um, what she thinks about is when someone or a problem or bad energy or whatever comes in, fil- infiltrates her bubble in some way, she imagines it in a ball and putting it in a chuck it and flinging that thing <laughs> as far as she can. And she says, you know what, sometimes it comes back and I just throw it again. So maybe there's a visualization of of, uh, like just a, I don't know, just a visual, right, that you can come up with that gets that negative stuff out and away from you, as far away from you as can be, right? Um, The other, another thing another visualization that I have is I use this thing called cord cutting. And it's a popular one. I didn't think about it. I didn't think of it for sure. Um, But it's basically imagining that there's a cord between you and, you know, everyone in your lives, basically, like between you and me, between you and uh, someone you love, a best friend who's always good to you, always, you know, cheering you on. And also a cord between you and someone who's like on the opposite end of that continuum, let's just say. So imagine like, 
for me, I imagine the cord between me and someone that's not positive being like this thick black cord. It's just my thing. And I imagine myself holding a pair of loppers, you know, those like garden shears that are like really big and long, like the really long handles and the really long blades. And I imagine literally cutting the cord between us because we're connected to other people. Like that's truth. But the connection between that person and me is this black, viney, weedy thing that I don't want to grow back. Whereas the connection between me and a best friend might be golden light and, um, you know, vibrating with sparkles, right? So And sometimes I have to keep cutting that cord. It grows back sometimes. And whenever I think of someone and I feel that like kind of ick, I think, cut the cord. Cut the cord between us. There there is nothing between us, right? So maybe that will work for you. All right. Healthy boundaries. That's the next one. You've got to have, know what your boundaries are and just figure out a really good way to maintain them, right? you don't have to be a bitch. (laughs) You know, you might have to, I guess at some point, and you might have to be firm with people. But you know, this is a world, again, it's a small world. So we got to try to get along. So, you know, how can you do that in a graceful way? So you make it about you, you make it about your boundaries, your rituals, your space, your time, you get yourself out of the environment, you um, don't go to dinner, if there's going to be some people there that you don't really want to hang out with. Um, you know, really figure out a healthy way to have healthy boundaries. And related to that, you may have to brainstorm some responses, right? If you know you're going to see something, or see someone rather, and you know a situation is going to come up, maybe you need to brainstorm some, you know, responses to have handy and maybe you need to go so far as to have some note cards, you know? And it's not so that you're dwelling on these neg- negative energy relationships. I really, actually, I really don't want you to do it. But if you need to feel prepared so that you know what you're going to say, you're good, and then you can set those things aside, sometimes that helps you then, hey, I've got it covered if this comes up. I don't have to worry about it right now. I can get back in my bubble, focus on me and my dog. Okay. Um, And then finally, the other thing I want to say is you need to remember that the people who get to be with you and in your bubble are people who carry your pom-poms, as I say, right? They're cheering you on. They're happy for your success. They want you to do well. They want to see you win or cue or have a great day. And they are happier for you than you are for you, right? Those are the people we need more of. And so as you are kind of trying to get away from some of the drama, try to move actively toward people who are really in your circle, right? I mean, maybe we've all had the experience of, you know, I know I have is that, you know, it that circle changes, right? When I was just starting out, a lot of people were in my palm, were having the pom-poms. They're like, oh, good for you, good for you. And the more success I have, the fewer people want to see me do well. And that's not a pity party. That's a statement of like what is a, a very common phenomenon, right? I mean, I didn't, I didn't dream of it. I think Oprah talked about it. And if Oprah said it, it must be true. Um, so just think about, again, how you are managing your circle and how your circle might change over the years. And that's okay. I just want you to be very conscious of it and very active with it so that you can put yourself in the best possible mindset to be able to run your dogs successfully. Okay? And then also, I guess that wasn't the last thing. <laughs> One more thing. Um 
stay away from what I call the tar. That like really sticky, gossipy stuff or like if people are grouping together, talking negatively about one, about somebody else. Like don't go there, you know, just, just extricate yourself. Say, I think I hear my dog calling, you know, whatever you've got to do to sort of get out of that. You don't need to be part of that energy in any way. And so just remind yourself you can step away. Okay. All right. A couple of other points that I will leave you with. You got to remember that you only control you. You can't control how others behave, how they take or interpret things, what they say, etc. And the flip side is they don't control you either. You get to determine how you respond and how you want to go through this world, right? Do you want to engage in that little, that sludgy stuff or do you want to have a life of grace, right? You know, there's that, that Michelle Obama saying, like, when they go low, we go high. And it's a great saying, you know, but the thing I would add to it is when they go low vibration, you raise your vibration, okay? And raising your vibration looks a lot like joy and having fun with your dogs and, um, you know, going toward positive energy things and leaving that negative stuff behind or outside the bubble, right? And so I think that in those moments when you are in an environment that, you know, we can't control all the environments we're in, um, you need to remember, I can raise my vibration at this point. I can be someone who is more graceful, more filled with joy, and I can have a great day with my dogs. Okay, so rise above that icky stuff. You got this. I believe in you. All right. I hope that some or even all of these ideas serve you. And mostly I wish you a drama free weekend ahead. And remember, it's all about your dogs. So go have fun. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.